What's up, Mama Boss? Welcome back to the Mompreneur Mastermind Show. I'm Stephanie Gass, success strategist and passive income queen creator. If you're ready to step into your God-led potential, create profit from your passions, and capture the success that is already yours, this podcast was made for you. As always, you can find out more and connect with me over at stephaniegass.com. So grab that cup of coffee or fill up that glass of wine and let's dig in to today's show. Oh, hey, 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 here we go. I am so thrilled about today's episode. We have a very special guest, my friends. We have Christina Lynn from Lynn Financial today. We are going to be talking about numbers, financial planning, understanding implications of starting and running your own business from a financial perspective. Like, boom, how necessary is this episode? So excited. So Christina is a mama, and first and foremost, she's got two littles, nine and 10 years old. By trade, Christina is a financial consultant. She's a certified estate planner, a certified divorce financial analyst, tax preparer, and retirement planner. I mean, y'all. She's basically the second-generation Susie Orman, right? She helps people with their money because she believes that financial savviness is a skill that you can master. So I'm pumped. I'm sure you're pumped. Get your notebooks ready, and let's dig in to the show. I am so excited, you guys. Hey, Christina. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you are here. And I just know that both of our communities are going to love the information that we're putting together today. Really, really, really excited. So, hey, girl, welcome. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Stephanie. I'm thrilled to be here. I already love your show. Oh, good. Well, I'm blessed to have you on. And I know that everybody wants to know, and myself included, can you kind of start off by sharing with us how you became so passionate about what you do, about being a financial planning expert, and kind of your background? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I kind of started out by getting refined by fire. I I had been a stay-at-home mom for seven years and went through a really turbulent divorce. It was a dark time, but through that process and a lot of tough financial experiences, I decided that I wanted to make a career out of that. And I just started researching. I got licensed. I'm just finishing up a master's degree now. I just picked up that trail and didn't let it go because I saw that there was a need for women like me out there to get educated and have a resource to help them achieve financial success without feeling overwhelmed or confused. Absolutely. And I know you kind of had this really crazy time in your life, right? Like, can you share some of that with us? I know it's like, I don't want to share my gritty story, but we've all been there. And so I know yours is so good and it's going to resonate with so many of the mamas. Sure. Yes. I, I would be honored to, because hopefully I can give some of you out there some inspiration. So I was a stay at home mom. And then when I did leave home, I left with my kids in my purse Ugh. and nothing else. Yeah. Definitely not advisable for how to plan <laughs> that out. So I went through some pretty tough financial times. I had to start over. 
I had to cash out my one and only little retirement account that I did have. I got declined for three different credit cards. The only one I had was a $500 maximum limit credit card from the gap that I had. And that got maxed out really quick after a couple of trips to the grocery store. So I had to start over. I had to start a career from scratch. Um, It was difficult to find a job that would hire me with that seven-year gap in my resume. So I started out at the bottom floor uh, working with 18-year-old punks and some 40-year-old meth heads. And um, <laughs> But you know, you just suck it up. You swallow your pride and you just punch that time clock and you start from the bottom. And I ended up excelling with that and saving enough money to start my own firm. And that's what I'm doing now. I help other women understand their money and understand that they shouldn't be relying on their husbands for their finances. I mean, I'm not a total feminist. I I love like the, the institution of marriage and I believe in that, but I also don't believe that a man is a financial plan. And so I love to help women, especially other mompreneurs like you guys listening understand, you know, the value of planning for your financial future and not just outsourcing that to your husband. Or if you don't have a husband like me, just kind of closing your eyes and and wishing for the best because you're too overwhelmed to face it. Oh my gosh, I love that. And I think you just came up with your new slogan. It's like, a man is not a financial plan. (laughs) Did you hear that? That's so good. So great, but I that wasn't mine. That's a wife.org slogan and it is a really, really good one. And I, I do I do use it because it's so true. Yeah, it that is so true. And I feel like so many of us go through these crazy seasons like you went through and you feel like, oh my gosh, everything is falling apart. And here I am with this five hundred dollar card and I'm maxing it out. And where are we gonna get our next meal? And where mm. where am I going from here? And so you are not alone in that. I've been there. So many of my clients, all the mom, I feel like every mama out there has had that. And so mm-hmm. being that you went through that really low season and that's when your business was born. So I guess it's always finding the blessing in the lesson and understanding that those dark moments or seemingly dark moments are often opportunities for growth, right? Yeah. So what tips do you have, I guess, since you've been through it, what tips do you have for the listeners when it comes to mitigating those hard seasons or those hard moments in our lives? Yeah. Well, I want to start with responding by that you get refined by the fire. And I know that's the first thing that I said, but it's so important because entrepreneurship when you're starting out is really difficult. And I, I don't know of one entrepreneur that that didn't go through some really difficult challenges. But you use those challenges to develop a warrior mentality. And it can be so fun once you kind of reach that warrior level by you're not giving up and you're finding each challenge is actually an opportunity. So I just want to encourage all of you out there to keep going and make it almost like a game to just to keep going, keep reloading, keep trying, keep trying different angles um, and let those challenges be the fire that refines you. 
anyway, so a couple of tips that I have is that, you know, when you're going through these tough seasons of life, whether it be in your personal life or with your business, just to realize that trouble is going to come. None of us are immune to difficult times and, and those valleys. Like Joel Osteen says, you need to be the victor and not the victim. Right. Because when something bad happens or something tough happens, if you fall into that victim mode, the only person losing is you or your kids. And you don't want that to happen. And I did. I was there. I stayed in victim mode for about two years. And I remember there was a time when I went to see my uncle. We were had this little kind of father family gathering and he met me out on the dock. And I was just like a crying ball of mess like I, I was all the time. But he told me to stop wallowing in my misery. And I was so mad at him. I was like, you don't know what I've gone through. Like, how dare you say that to me? But that was the moment that things changed for me because I realized that being that victim, I'm not winning with that attitude and neither are my kids. So I just want to challenge you that if you're going through a tough time, don't look at it as like, this is happening to you. Look at it as what opportunities are there for you to rise above, because I guarantee that there is that silver lining there. I love that so much, Christina. And sometimes it takes that person to shake you, right? They're like, hey, yeah. Get it? And it's almost like the mirror. I So often I reference back to my first meeting with a mentor and they were like, basically just held up a mirror. I'm like, okay, got it. <laughs> Harsh. Harsh, but so necessary because you had to get out of that moment to start your own business. And, and now you have this awesome new financial company that you're running. And so I want to know about that. Talk to us about what tips you have for starting your own business? Like, how did you go from, hey, I have this idea or I see this need to executing that idea and kind of setting up and running the company that you have now? Sure. Yeah. And I'm going to start with, you know, nothing in particular about the financial planning industry, but just about starting your own business in general. Is that okay? Yeah. Yes. 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 Okay. So when I went through my divorce, I noticed that Well, reflecting back, I was able to kind of see the pattern of just completely trusting in my attorney as the expert for all things divorce and getting me set up in my new life as a single person. And looking back, I realized that that was totally a mistake. I mean, my attorney was very professional, but what they he was good at was breaking my marriage contract, not... (laughs) setting me up for financial success or necessarily making sure that I get a fair and equitable settlement in terms of like getting the right assets and setting up the alimony properly, getting insured, all of that sort of thing, like taking into tax implications. And because I had such a intense experience with more of like a high-end divorce, with the financial piece of it, I saw all of the mistakes that I made and I was like, what am I missing? How did I handle this so wrong? How did I handle it so poorly? What was I missing? And so I started to do a lot of research. Like I said, I picked up that trail and I just didn't let it go. And that 
is what led me to find kind of my niche with helping people figure out their their financial piece. So one of the things that I'm really good at actually is helping people through that the divorce process as a divorce financial analyst. So it's not the only thing that I do, but I'm quite good at it because I went through that. And that's what kind of led me to go to the financial planning industry. And so that's how I got to where the industry that I was interested and passionate about. And so my tip for you is to pick something that you're really passionate about. Spend a lot of time thinking about what you're interested in because as an entrepreneur, the first couple of years are going to be really, really tough. I mean, at least it is for me and I think for other people that I know. And so if you pick something that you just think is going to make you money or that is advised to you by somebody else, once the going gets rough, it's going to be really easy to like pick up your bags and go get a quote unquote real job because it's so tough. But if you're so passionate about it, you're going to be able to ride those bumps out because this is what you were meant to do. This is how God designed you. And you're not going to let a little bump in the road stop you. And so you got to find that area, that industry, that position that you're so passionate about that you won't pack up your bags and quit like a lot of entrepreneurs do in the first couple of years. So, you know, there's always a yin and a yang to things. So because sure. it's so hard on the other side, sky is the limit and your opportunities are endless and you're the boss and you get to pick your own schedule. And so enjoy those freedoms, those privileges that you have. So appreciate the good things. Like when I hear other friends talk about their like normal nine to five work life, I'm like, I am so glad that I don't have that life. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I may not be what's that? I said ditto, same. <laughs> So I may not be like getting the benefits that they do, the paid time off, the, you know, right now I may not be making as much money as them, but I have so many amazing privileges that that they don't have in the corporate world. And the opportunities I have are limitless. So definitely find something that you like to do and just remember that you need to keep reloading because the first maybe 10 strategies that you try may not work. And as long as you're passionate about it, it's not going to be a big deal to muster up the stamina to keep going and try different angles to see what's going to work. Absolutely. I love that. And then you had some other advice for us, right? On what systems that you use or a couple of the other tips from the financial standpoint as far as protecting ourselves as when we're starting new businesses. Can you walk us through those? Well, you know, I'm in the financial planning industry, so I'm not an expert in these other areas. But just as an entrepreneur, these are tips that have helped me. Does that make sense? Yes. Disclaimer, people. (laughs) Disclaimer. Yeah. Okay. So one thing that has really helped me is QuickBooks. And I'm sure that's like a really basic one for your audience. But it's a this serves as a reminder to you that you should have your business finances in order. Don't have a mess the throughout 
the year and then panic when tax season comes. Like, for example, it does take some time to set up, but once you get all like the system, the rules in place and like all of the fields entered, it becomes almost automatic. So you really aren't doing much work on like a monthly or even weekly basis. Right. So that now, like right now, I have everything ready to go and turn into my tax advisor with a click of like the profit and loss button or like, you know, the balance sheet, whatever. It's awesome. no big deal. Yeah. Yes. That is a must do. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. So, and then another tip, I'm not a tax advisor, but um, <laughs> make sure that you have yourself protected legally from your business entity. So consider, you know, getting an LLC because I see a lot of people operating as a sole proprietor and what you're risking there is a potential like lawsuit or if something happens and a creditor comes after you, you can lose your net worth because of a mistake that you made in business. You know, I'm not trying to scare anybody, but it's definitely better to be to protect yourself as a proactive measure rather than something potentially going wrong. It's such an easy thing to do and you're going to sleep better at night. Oh my gosh. Yes to that one. Like, I don't know, two years ago or so, converted over to an LLC. And you guys, it was not hard. It sounds overwhelming. But like Christina said, get with your tax advisors, do some Googling. It's not that bad. Mm -hmm. And it's better. And Christina, I'm sure you agree with me. It's better to do it early in the process than I'm going to wait till I'm successful because <laughs> then you have so much more work to do to convert everything over and you are busier. You have more on your plate. So do it yeah. in the beginning when you have some extra time. Just get it over with. <laughs> That's right. Good advice. And another piece that's closer to my field, actually, is to actually get business liability insurance. And what that's going to do for you is protect yourself in wherever your office space is or in your business capacity. So again, it may seem like a chore and unnecessary right now because, you know, we're young and invincible. Nothing can happen to us, but it's super inexpensive. I don't know. I, I think mine is less than $200 a year. Don't quote me on that, but it's really inexpensive and it could save me oh, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars if something were to happen in my business capacity or even here in my office. So definitely talk with your property casualty insurance agent and get a quote to see how much that would be to add that policy on. Yeah, totally. So those are some awesome additional tips, ladies. I hope you guys are taking notes because uh, all of that is amazing advice. So now I want to kind of shift gears, Christina, to what you your expertise is, which is money. <laughs> and let's yeah, start money, with money, 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 money. Uh, let's start with the basics because all my listeners, mompreneurs, the majority of them are home-based business owners. So what is the number one thing that you would recommend they have in place when it comes to financial planning? Sure. Let, yeah, let's just start with the basics, which is a retirement account. And what I see a lot of entrepreneurs have as a philosophy is that I'm going to grow my business to be wildly successful and then I'm going to sell it and that's going to be my retirement plan. And while I think that's awesome, I, I really hope that that works out to, for you and you sell it for $10 million, 
that you're putting all of your eggs in one basket. And when we look at like basic financial planning principles, it's about diversification. And it's better to not reinvest 100% of your the profits that you make into your business and maybe taking a minimal salary for yourself, but siphoning off a portion of that to put into a retirement account. Or if you don't put it into a retirement account, put it into savings, do something, but don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Embrace that timeless principle of diversification. My goodness. Amen. And I even teach that not even in retirement, but in what people do with their jobs. It's like, if you can diversify, you're constantly mitigating that risk and you're spreading that Mm -hmm. risk out so that, you know, it's not all in one place. So I love that. And you had kind of mentioned to me earlier, we were chatting, you had said starting small and early. Can you kind of talk us through that principle? Yeah. You know, that goes back to what Einstein called the eighth wonder of the world, which is really the principle of compound interest. And what that means is it's like a snowball effect for your money. So what seems small and insignificant right now, like let's say $50 a month doesn't seem like it's going to get you much by the time you reach retirement. Well, what compound interest does is this magical process that happens in the background that grows your money more over time. But you, the you thing is you have to start, you got to add to it consistently and you got to let it sit and grow and cook. And so get into that habit right now by starting small. Like it's a kind of a brain barrier that you're going to have to get if you're not used to saving any money, but just work it into your budget where you're automatically transferring a small amount each month into a retirement account or savings account or just separate account in general to let it start growing. Now, um, again, another kind of disclaimer there. If you're putting it into a savings account, that's really good. It's a really good start. However, part of the magic of compound interest is that the larger rate of return that you have, the more that that's going to work. And so you're not going to get a high sa- return on your investment in a savings account. But if you put it into a retirement account, let's say into an index fund or a mutual fund or something like that, that earns a higher rate of return, that is how that compound interest principle is going to work hard on your behalf without you doing anything. Oh my goodness. Amen. And <laughs> I was actually, I worked at a financial planning company back when I was 16, all the way until Ooh. I was 19. Yeah. And so similar, I learned all of these things and the best thing ever that they taught me was, you know, start early. And I think I put five grand into this play account, not even a retirement account, it was just to play. And those of you that are like glossing over, you're like, I don't even know what an index fund, mutual fund is. Guys, don't worry. When you get with your financial planner or you hire somebody or you can reach out to Christina, they'll help you with that piece of it, okay? But it's basically taking money, putting it into the stock market in something safe, like a mutual fund, which is a collaboration of different stocks that follow the market. Anyways, that 5,000 bucks I looked the other day, because I mean, I don't, I said it and I forget about it, right? And that Mm -hmm. little play account, it's like $17,000, you guys. And that was from, yeah. And that was like, what, 12 years. And I just put it in there and I forgot about it. And I have other accounts as well. But the principle there is like, if you can come up with anything, like Christina said, and just start 
It's better to start today than to start 10 years from now, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. best advice. Thank you. Oh, that's that. great. And Stephanie, you haven't even hit your stride yet because it hasn't even been that long. I can't, yeah. I'm so excited to see what that account does for you in another 20 years. Is that over that long period of time is where the magic really happens. Exactly. And you guys, mm-hmm. if you have 401ks, I'm just kind of sidebarring. Sorry, Christina. <laughs> just made me think Good. of this. If you, if you do have a job, right, be investing your max in your 401k as well, guys. And any other retirement opportunities you have continues to compound. More mm-hmm. the better. Mm-hmm. Don't put it off till tomorrow. Yeah. Love it. So can you give us some insight? Let's talk about this whole mompreneur wave and this female entrepreneur movement that's happening. Why is that such a smart financial move in today's day and age? Ooh, really good topic. So the ugly truth, Stephanie, is that women in financial planning are significantly behind men. And I'm not making that up. That's what the research shows. And there's some different reasons why. Part of it might be because as a mom, we're not, maybe a lot of us aren't 100% as focused on our careers as our male counterparts. Or it could be just that like the female chemistry isn't as much of a risk taker as the, the male gender. But what that translates to is that we are behind men financially and that, and I don't want that to happen. I want to reverse that. And so what owning your own business does is it gives you the ability to pursue your dream of being an amazing mom while also the incredible opportunity and potential of having huge growth in your own business. I'm sure you know that the statistic where it says about 90% of all millionaires in the United States, they didn't inherit their wealth, but they became millionaires by starting their, their own business. And that's what can happen for you. All of you listening, that's what can happen to you if you just continue going with your business, don't give up, keep trying, and you have the potential to be become a millionaire with that business. So that's why I love this movement for moms to become entrepreneurs because it gives you the best of both worlds. Oh my gosh, yes. So many good tips in there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like if we have the opportunity to work from home and work around our children and at the same time have that schedule freedom, even more of a plus. Love that. Yeah, absolutely. You can pick up your kids from school. I mean, I can attend their Valentine's Day little parties at 1 p.m. on a Wednesday because I work for myself. Whereas if I you know, was back in my job at our quote unquote real company, I wouldn't be able to do that. You can do both things. Yep. Now, there was something you had mentioned to me earlier about getting aggressive with our money. Talk to us about that for a second. Well, yeah. And I I kind of had alluded to that earlier with the tendency for women to be more conservative with their money. You know, we tend to put it more in savings accounts and checking accounts rather than putting it in an investment account. And that could be because we don't have time to do the research to figure out what the heck is the right thing to invest in or who to trust or what an investment account even is. Or it's because the, maybe you are afraid of of risking your hard-earned money and you'd rather just 
take zero risk and get, you know, zero reward type philosophy. Well, again, what that translates into is you're not growing your money the way men are growing their money because they're more likely to put their money into the market which is getting them, which is then working for them behind the scenes with a rate of return on their investment. So it's growing for them versus what women are more likely to do, which is keep it in like a savings account. You're not getting much of a return on that savings account. So it's just, it's not working on behalf of the women who are doing that. So uh, that's what I meant by being more aggressive with their money. So good. So are there any other money insights that you want to provide for mamas on being set up for success in the future? I know you had some tips on that. Yeah. Well, let's recap a little bit. So set up a retirement account. Don't put it off. Find someone that you can trust and set up that account now. Also, it's a little bit harder to do that, the business budget as it is for the personal budget. But start with your personal life and put together a budget. It sounds like a chore, but I promise you that once you grab hold of that and really own that budgeting process, it will be so liberating for you. You will feel so empowered and you can really change your personal finances once you get that budget figured out. So even if you can't handle it on the business side, keep your business and your personal finances separate and really own the budgeting side of your personal finances. And then something that has really worked for me is to find an accountability partner. I actually have a mastermind group online and we meet weekly and we set goals and they hold me accountable and I hold them accountable and we encourage each other. It's just this beautiful little Petri dish of encouragement and positivity. And if that's something that sounds good to you, start one. Ask people who you feel might be a good fit for your own mastermind group. And another thing that was really important to me was to weed out the negative people in my life. You know, when you are so bold to go out on your own and start your own business, you're kind of in this vulnerable state because you're pursuing your dream. It's not, most people don't have an entrepreneurial mind. So they're thinking like, what are you doing? That's so risky. Are you out of your mind? Like, (laughs) you know, just go get a real job. I had to get those people out of my life and stop. I mean, I, I wasn't rude or anything, but I just, you know, stopped spending time with them and stopped seeking their counsel or seeking their companionship yeah. because I really wanted to just put myself in this little bubble that wouldn't mess with my mindset. So that was really important to me. And I encourage you to don't just, you know, be the best in your industry, in your community, but be the best in the world. Just like pick up whatever you're doing and find books, find authors, find podcasts, find whatever you need to do, like lectures, conferences, to become that expert in your field so that other people are coming to you to get the expert opinion on what you are so good at. Those are so amazing. And thank you so much for those. My goodness. I always talk about weeding out the people that are negative, get rid of all that stuff. The budgeting, that is Amen to that girlfriend and yes to Dave Ramsey. So guys, again, you better be taking notes because you have had, you've been schooled today in the numbers, in retirement planning, 
in saving. So I want you all to come back and be like, yes, leave us a review. And I want you to shout out Christina because she's really poured it for us today. I've I've learned a ton. So thank you, Christina. Oh my gosh, that's been a blast. And I just want to thank you for stepping out, being a voice for women and mamas everywhere, kind of claiming this financial space, which has been so male dominated in the past. It's awesome Mm -hmm. to see this powerhouse that you are just kind of stepping in there and helping us navigate those financial waters. So thank you for that. (laughs) It's been an honor. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I wish you the best and all of your listeners. Oh, thanks. So I'm sure the ladies want to know where they can find you. Can you give us uh, give us some of your sites and, and where the what the ladies can go and check out? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on Facebook as Lynn Financial and all of the other sites like Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, my website is LynnFinancialLLC.com. Check me out. I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Christina. Thanks so much, Stephanie. Bye-bye. Bye. Before we go, I want to take this moment to remind all of you, if you head over to stephaniegass.com and click on Work With Me, you can check out sponsorship opportunities. You can check out how to hire me for private, personalized coaching. And if you want tons of freebies, go to stephaniegass.com and click on Resources. I will meet you over on the site. And now I want to pray over each and every one of you, gorgeous, beautiful, amazing, empowered, fierce beautiful mama bosses. I said beautiful twice because you're really beautiful. (laughs) I want to pray over you that you take this opportunity to center yourself financially. Write down the things that you want to change about your business in this new year, the things you no longer understand or you've never understood, and take action on getting those things done. I pray that you have the clarity you need. You are led to the right mentor, the right resources to take control of your financial future and that you understand the future is actually in your hands now. I pray peace, love, and understanding over every part of your business, your personal lives, and your families now. As always, love and light, Steph. Hey mama, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's podcast and you learned something new, if you'll head over to iTunes, the mompreneur mastermind show and leave a review and subscribe to the channel, that would be awesome. And I'd love to connect with you over on social media. My handle is at Stephanie gas. I'll see you soon. Bring light, love and abundance until next time.